Welcome to the Scarlet Faithful Podcast. I'm Aaron Brightman. This is my rapid reaction to Rutgers losing to Maryland 42-24 to on Saturday, November 25th, a couple days after Thanksgiving, and uh, very disappointing performance for Rutgers. Uh, end of the regular season, senior day, it was a terrible start. Pretty much as bad as you could script it. Falling behind 28 to 3, 14 to nothing before you could blink. 28 to 3 in that first half. Credit to Rutgers for coming back. They did make it a game. Uh, they had scored two touchdowns, forced two turnovers in the second quarter, got it to 28 17 at the half, had the ball, unable to do anything in that first possession of the first half. Maryland goes down and scores, and that was pretty much all she wrote. They did get it to 35 24, uh, but Ultimately fell 42-24. I think that takeaways that I could think of right away. First of all, the defense, really disappointing performance. Gave up 498 yards to Maryland. You knew going in that Maryland, I mean, uh, Tyler Voella, and I know I butchered that. I'm sorry. Uh, he's a very good passer, you know, and he, he broke the Big Ten record for most passing yards in a career. Tiger Voella. I think I said that better. Anyway, you knew what Maryland does, right? And I think we saw that Rutgers stats as a passing defense were helped by the fact that they haven't played a lot of good passing offenses and Maryland carved them up. And I think part of that was schematic. I think, you know, Maryland does some things that are a little bit different. Um, I think that the defense was banged up. I think that's fair, um, but they were all out at, at of position. I think, you know, it's one thing to know what your opponent's going to do at being a different kind of scheme, but it's another to actually be able to play well against it. And they were out of position a lot. They were, you know, step slow. They were very much out of sorts. Uh, we're giving up big play after big play and finally settled down in that mid second quarter, you know, did force uh, some mistakes and when the defense, you know, needed to kind of, they contained the pass, then Maryland was able to run. You know, they only had 40 yards rushing in the first half, but in the second half, they had 97. So that was disappointing because Maryland is not a good running team. And when Rutgers defense had a chance to hold the line, they couldn't. So that was certainly, I don't know if it was surprising. I mean, I, I think the bigger takeaway from all this is that Rutgers has been non-competitive against Maryland the last three seasons. This is the most competitive they've been in three seasons. And that's not, that's not a good thing. You know, you still lost by 18 points. You were down by 25. Um, you know, two years ago, they lost, it was at 40 to 16. Uh, Rutgers lost uh, to Maryland. And uh, last year, I think it was, what, 35 to 3? I'm trying to look it up because I uh, did not uh, check at first. But, uh, yeah, they lost 40 to 16 two years ago. And last year, I think it was uh, 35 to 3. So um, they have a Maryland problem. They have a Maryland problem. And uh, that is uh, 37 and nothing last year. So we're talking about 24, 37, 18. That is 79 points in three seasons. That's really bad. Uh, that is an average of, what, 26.3 points uh, margin of defeat. 
against a program that, you know, you're not, I mean, in theory, well, yes, you are behind them, you know, clearly. But, I mean, this was a game between six and five teams that were both three and five in the Big Ten. This was a chance for Rutgers to leap them, and they couldn't do it, and it really wasn't that close. Gavin Wimsett absolutely uh, deserves, you know, his fair share of criticism for this game. 38% completion percentage on 34 passes is really bad. Not going to cut it. Uh, Definitely was uh, a a key contributor in Rutgers falling so far behind. Uh, Missed some, you know, wide open guys early on. And, uh, you know, had some big passes at points. Showed resiliency once again. That was a beautiful pass uh, and great catch by Isaiah Washington. Who, by the way, I was really happy to see, you know, make that catch. He's He had a solid season for a guy that, you know, really was inconsistent throughout his career. Um, you know, he had three catches for 67 yards today. Uh, obviously, that 42-yarder was big. But in his last game at SHI Stadium, it was good to see him have a good game. Uh, shout out to Kyle Manungai, first 1,000 yard rusher in 11 years, eighth ever for Rutgers. Had uh, another 100 yard game, which is great to see him really cap it off. He's going to win the rushing title for the Big Ten. That is a big deal. Uh, he's a total gamer. Rutgers would not be going to a bowl if not for Kyle Manungai. He also had 31 yards receiving. So he had 149 yards, all purpose yards. He, he was questionable on the availability report. He played like a true stud. Um, you know, and Wimsett, listen, he had, uh, what do you have rushing? Uh, 48 yards and two touchdowns. He has his pluses. You know, I know people get mad at me when I when I, when I I say positive things about him. But, yeah, you can't go 14 to 34. 13 to 34. 165 yards, a touchdown, an interception. Uh, 38% completion percentage. That's, that's just not close to cutting it. And certainly holding back the offense. Now, overall... A lot of mistakes everywhere. Um, eight penalties for 80 yards was was awful. Uh, I think that's a season high. Um, you know, this team just showed that they weren't good enough to compete with Maryland. And the line between middle of the pack was made pretty clear tonight. You know, where Rutgers is, they're they're not they're not a top half Big Ten team. I mean, I think they're eight or nine, uh, maybe seven. You know, if you want to give them that top half designation. I mean, the Big Ten overall, it's pretty soft in the middle. Um, that being said, listen, Rutgers is six and six. They're going to a bowl game. Losing the last four games of the regular season is hugely disappointing. After that six and two start, we all hoped and thought they'd win at least one more game, and they didn't. They had moments here and there. You know, they gave Ohio State hell, and I honestly think that there was collateral damage to that. I think I think that they physically got beat up from that game, and it kind of just grinded out from there. You know, Iowa they got physically beat up, Penn State, and. They certainly, you know, they had guys out today. They had a lot of guys on the availability report. Uh, my heart goes out to Johnny Langan, who's now out. Uh, missed his last home game tonight. Was going to miss the bowl game. That guy's a true warrior. You know it's serious when he's not there. Um, Jake Eldridge, the long snapper, wasn't there. Uh, I think that contributed some things. Uh, shout out to Jay Patel for connecting on that 50-yarder. Uh, that was uh, obviously uh, a big moment for him. And he's had a uh, really good uh, season. Um, and he's, yeah, 14 to 16 in the regular season. So there's a mix of good and bad, right? And everyone's frustrated. I get it. But tomorrow, Sunday, when they call the bowl games and they assign, you know, who you're playing, where you're playing, Rutgers' name is going to get called. 
And that was the ultimate goal for the season. Now, did Rutgers miss a lot of opportunities in November to take further steps? Yes, they did. Um, I think depth is an issue. I think that the starting lineup for the defense is really good. And I think that, you know, there, there was some depth there, right? I think um, Eric Rogers has shown some flashes uh, filling in. Um, I think the defensive line did not develop the way we had all hoped in terms of the depth and the rotation. And I think the front four got worn down as the year went on. Linebackers just got beat up. I mean, uh, Powell has been out for a few games. Jennings was beat up today. Um, Jabome uh, had a couple of good plays today, but, you know, he's still pretty green. I think Motore is an absolute warrior, uh, but he's, you know, not playing in his uh, preferred spot in terms of that hybrid role. So I think the wear and tear the defense showed tonight, uh, I think the scheme showed, I think they're, you know, saying they're, they're good against the pass and actually taking out a good passing team. We saw the difference tonight. Um, offensively, you know, Rutgers was able to run the ball, but uh, Wimsett really held them back in the past game and penalties killed them. So they're just not good enough. You know, uh, they, they actually converted all right on third down, they're eight of 17 as a team, uh, which, you know, is uh, you'll take that. Uh, not, you know, great, but not terrible. Eight of 18, Maryland was four of 10. Obviously, Maryland had a lot of big plays. First down zone, Maryland 24, Rutgers 20. Um, but the yards per play is low, 4.5. Uh, and I, uh, time of possession was good, 34 minutes, but just not enough action there. Rutgers did have seven tackles for loss, which was good. But uh, And they were able to slow uh, Tagliola down. You know, he had 298 yards at the half and uh, only finished with 360. Um, I think uh, that was, uh, yeah, 361. So disappointing performance overall. They finished where we all hope it would. I think I've said this before, but people need to remember, if you were at the beginning of the season said, if they finish six and six, I'll be happy. You have to be happy. Right, it's a lot different than sitting through six and six. And I get six and two, and then you lose the last four. The competition was certainly harder. The schedule was more difficult uh, going into November. It was the number number one ranked schedule remaining of any FBS team. So, with all that being said, living through it is different than what you say going into the season. Six and six, we'll take it. Well, that's what they delivered. The schedule, the way it you know, ran, I mean, listen, Northwestern's a bowl team. I didn't even look at scores today. I don't know if Virginia Tech won or not. Um, I'll try to find it here. But I think that uh, they did. They won 55 to 17. So that's two bowl games, two bowl teams they beat. Now, the pessimist is going to say, well, Rutgers beat Northwestern Virginia Tech the first two weeks of the season. They will lose to them now. Maybe so. Maybe not. It's easy to say that now. You can't discredit those wins now, right? Those are two quality wins. And we'll see what happens. I mean, it seems like Rutgers is going to go to the pinstripe ball. I guess there's a chance they go to the Vegas ball. If they go to the pinstripe ball, it's ACC. It's probably Boston College. Uh, I guess Georgia Tech is possible as well. We'll see what happens. But that's a chance for a win in a bowl game. They're going to have a month off. They're going to have more development time. They're going to have a chance to get healthier. I'm very optimistic. I was – I'm. Going into this game, I was more optimistic about the bowl game, no matter who they were playing, than to, than this game. Because I just think that they're beat up, they're worn down. Maryland's a bad matchup. I think they've proven that. 
And it's disappointing that they've lost as, as widely as they have over the last three seasons. And that is certainly a stain on Shiano's resume in terms of coming back. Um, that Maryland, he's not closed the gap with Maryland. You know, they beat him in 20. Um, there were a lot of injuries. It was, it was a COVID year. It was a weird year. Quality win. But they have not been competitive the last three seasons. And although they have, you know, closed the gap per se in terms of being more competitive with Ohio State, you know, Penn State, they challenged them at times. Michigan, they've been very competitive against them. Maryland is a team that has whooped them. And today, unfortunately, happened again. So understand the disappointment, understand the frustration. I don't understand the anger because Rutgers is six and six and going to a bowl. Whether you could say, oh, they don't deserve whatever you want to say, they accomplished their ultimate goal. We wish they accomplished more. Now go to bowl, win the game, win the bowl game, have a winning season. That's 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 all you can look at right now. We'll find out on Sunday where they're going, who they're playing. Like I said, it looks like the pen stripe against probably Boston College, Georgia Tech. Maybe Syracuse as well. Did Syracuse win today? Uh, I'm asking, obviously, a rhetorical question. Syracuse won today. They beat Wake Forest, so they're both eligible. Nunzio Campanile, that would be quite the storyline. That's, I mean, that's, right? I mean, if you're the pinstripe bull, Syracuse versus Rutgers, Nunzio, that would be the storyline. Sorry I didn't say that earlier, but that would probably be it. But even it's Boston College, that's a good storyline too with Halfley and Big East, former Big East, so... Either way, it's going to be a compelling bowl game. And, you know, if you're upset that they're going to the Pennstripe bowl game, I don't know what to tell you. They're still going to a bowl game. And, yes, Wimsett's got to develop. Rutgers has to seriously evaluate the quarterback position in the offseason. They need to add more talent and depth to this roster. There's no, no doubt about that. No doubt. Rutgers needs to get better from where they are right now for next season. But we said that last season, and they did. Now they got to take another step. So, Back off off the ledge, have some context, be frustrated, but also appreciate where this team is headed. Thank you for listening and watching the Scarlet Faithful Podcast once again.